The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of That's a Retrograde is brought to you by Banish. Banish is an all-natural skincare company designed to help you clear your acne scarring and live your best skin journey. And get $10 off at Banish.com with promo code RETROGRADE. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Thank you. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. We're just on this wellness journey together, my friend. Still here. Holding hands, making plans. Still queer. Happy Pride Happy Month. Happy Pride. Wow. Hey, I feel like now's as good as time as ever to mention it. This weekend, yep. we're going to be over at the Standard Hotel with It Gets Better. Ooh, Heard of it? Ooh, we'll be there. There's a party from one to five. And I believe it's one to four. Nope, it's definitely one to five. Ooh. Just looked it up. Hey, now. Take that. You're so right. I know. Um, but if you want to go, we have a link somewhere for your... On our Instagram. Clicking pleasure. For tickets. Yeah. It goes to It Gets Better beautiful cause yep. and we're also going to be in the parade and Ooh. we're also going to be taking over the olive and june instagram page ah! and we'll have rainbow nails on the scene oh my god oh i'm so sad i bit off my middle finger nail yesterday it's really going to affect how good it looks but i'm excited for that pride manicure because once again i look like i've been digging in the dirt <laughs> let's talk about what our episode today is going to be dealing with what because i feel like we need to provide some context what? before we dive into this intimate conversation mm -hmm. um it's a topic that you and i have both dealt with independently and also together um and i wanted to just provide some personal insight so today we have vanessa fitzgerald on at v's honey who is a holistic health coach, health coach um, who recently came forward on her instagram about detoxing off of adderall yeah so i met uh vanessa when we were in Israel together on the famed wellness trip I that mean, we the gift much, that keeps on that giving keeps giving we've recruited many a guest from that trip. yeah it's true um loved Vanessa so much we've stayed in touch over the years I was doing a light stock on the Instagram as one does sure. nowadays mm -hmm. and she was talking about uh very openly how she was beginning to document her coming off of Adderall yeah. and Ever since then, she's been doing a daily, basically, video diary of what that experience is like. Yeah. Now, you know, we both, I was prescribed Adderall when I was 17 or 18 because I was in college and just like didn't want to be there, didn't know what I was doing with my life, was like not focused at all, pretty much spent all of freshman year just like perfecting the art of painting my nails. <laughs> no big deal. Full circle combo right there. You guys there. were wondering why I was bragging about my skills in the last episode. Um, this is why, <laughs> because I literally would paint my nails, get drunk, and rinse repeat. and repeat. That was like my whole freshman year. And then my mom was very upset with me and was like, I think you have ADD, and because she'd been doing some reading on it. And I was like, I've heard of that drug. My friends took it in high school and they were really skinny and energetic. So I like basically took the attention deficit test, which I mean, look, this was even before the times of constant smartphones. And I, I just think we live in a world where like, we're all attention deficit and instead of like treating that as like a dis-ease we should learn to manage 
all of the fucking stimulations and yeah. distractions in a holistic way. Sure. But I was only really able to come to that after going through the journey of being very addicted to Adderall. Like I was on over 30 milligrams a day of time release. Then I would like break up the little pills and take more. And I was like running 10 miles a day and like not sleeping and just like binge drink. I mean, it was just like a lot. And then finally I moved here and I was still kind of taking it, like breaking it up, trying to get through the day. And it's definitely to me was like a distractor from just like being like, okay, I don't know what I want and who I am. And I don't need to busy myself with amphetamines in order to avoid that. I need to like be okay being uncomfortable and then like follow what's true about me from there. Similarly, I started to take it in college. I was never a good student and it just helped me focus and get through the standardized tests and like all of those um, different modalities in which like our traditional school system works around. Memorization. Exactly. And then... um, And then I got out of school and was so accustomed to taking it for quote unquote working and like focusing and dialing into whatever the task was that um, it just became a part of my life in my adult life. And then um, it was working for me until it didn't work anymore. Right. And that was the 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 challenge for me was that um, I realized it was not working for me or my life. And um, it was when I realized that I wanted to get off of it, very hard. Yeah. Very challenging. Yeah. Very dark days. Yeah. Um, Something that I dealt with really privately. I mean, I know that you know that I took it, but it was, it was a struggle and very deep internal struggle for like my, my relationship with it. I knew it was not healthy and um, it was really a personal challenge to overcome that was hard. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people share that sort of sentiment where it's like they know that it's bad, they know it's like a dirty secret, but the idea of getting off of it is just, it's challenging because it's a crutch. That's why when I saw Vanessa's Instagram story and her being so open and honest about what she was going through and the challenge within that, I was like, I'm ready to talk about this. I love that. And I know this conversation can be triggering for people who are still on it because I've, I've had personal experience with someone telling me I shouldn't be on it. Like my, you know, my brother's a dear friend of mine actually. And when we were, when I was on it, he was always like, you're not you. Right. And I was like, shut up. You know, like you're my little brother. You don't know. And just like, and that's the exact same reaction that I've had when I've told other people, like you're not presently you like people, develop such an intimate relationship with the drug that it overshadows actual real relationships and so I'm sorry if you're in that boat but I hope that this inspires you to look a little deeper or just be a little more gentle with yourself in your journey moving forward if and it is a drug for attention deficit disorder it's my personal belief that it is grossly overprescribed in this country yeah and um that's definitely just like a fact. A fact. Yeah. A belief and a fact. Yeah. And um, it's important to have this conversation because of that. And to be honest, that it is something that can get out of control really quickly. And if it's working for you, beautiful. Yeah. God bless Mazel. Yeah. If it's not, that's what we're talking about today. And here's one last thing I'll say before we jump to the interview is that if you do have ADD, ADHD, which I definitely do, 
I'm, we're not suggesting that that's not a real thing. What I want to say is I my hope is that this conversation will motivate people to look into other ways of managing the stress and all of the different things that come with being someone who has a difficult time focusing or can't sit down or, or hyper focuses or whatever your manifestation of that disease is and I'm putting it in air quotes because I actually think that ADD people are like some of the most brilliant creative people not to toot my own horn but it's definitely just a quality of brain that needs to be like managed in this kind of way instead of just putting a fucking blanket on top of it so like for me I always have to make lists I always have to put everything in the calendar I gotta like check them twice and it's not like I'm perfect but like there are little things that I know that I need to do to make my life easier. Absolutely. And I think for me, like, I have, it's like, maybe it's like this Midwestern mentality that it's like, you have to be like at your desk and like dialed into your computer right. from like, you know, nine to seven and like, or else Jesus you're Christ. not working. Good work ethic. Thanks. Um, <laughs> or else you're not, you know, being productive. Yeah. And so that is not my natural rhythm. That is most, not most people's natural rhythm. Yeah. And I think that, um, my use of the drug like allowed me to like click into that right when um and my way of getting out of that was finding what worked best for me yeah. and that's like working a bit in the morning taking meetings going out enjoying the day a little bit revisiting the computer yeah. not being attached to the email 24 7 understanding that my job is not sending emails yeah that i can do it on my own time and yeah. again other people's urgency is not my own yeah so before we get into the episode, I want to do weekend wellness because something really important is happening out there, you guys. Oh, yeah? Something really wild. Let's uh, get into weekend wellness then. Shall okay. we play the jingle? Do it. Give me the weekend wellness, please. Health stats and celebrities. Tender pop rules and home remedies where pop culture and wellness come together. Roxy Hart. What is your... No, you tell it. You do it. Which part? The TV show that's coming oh. out. Hey, guys. The show you never knew you wanted is on its way. <laughs> Spencer Pratt will heal you. An oh. MTV web series. <laughs> that's all we got today. Um, wait, really quick. I know that we're like short on time because everything in the episode is so amazing. But I will say that I did see Spencer Pratt recently in the Palisades and... There is a photo that I will be sharing on our That's a Retrograde Instagram of him joyously. The most joy. You've never seen this much joy on a person drinking a margarita and Snapchatting at the same time. I mean, he's in full-blown fucking ecstasy. And I was like, you know what? I had a big judgment about you, sir. And while what you're doing is clearly absurd, what a light you are. Yeah. See, here's and Sarah Silverman pointed this out when we were like, we should have him on the show, maybe. And yeah. she was like, ew, the way he talked about women on the hills was so gross. And I was like, and then of course, as one does, I was rewatching episodes of the hills. They're on Amazon Prime in case anyone was. Okay, wondering. that's a strong weekend and, wellness. <laughs> um, she's right. I know he was very much like demonized and was like a little asshole. Not even that, just like how he spoke about a woman's vagina right. was not appropriate. Right. And I feel like we can't. But should we forgive him and allow him to evolve and grow? What if yes, the crystals did heal can. him? I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. He was like a dumb bro from the OC or wherever the fuck he's from. I don't follow. And he was wrong. Right. And let's ask him. And we did talk to him on Instagram. Yeah. So a while back. obviously he likes women. He has a daughter and a wife. I saw them too. 
Wow. Yeah. What a sighting. It was really crazy. I was like to the waitress, I was like, does Spidey come here often? And then the waitress was like, oh, who them? Yeah. And like, was hilarious. not faced. I was, was like, like, wait, not do you not get it? Hilarious. Anyways, so do that's. you know who Spidey is? Asking our new intern. No. Wow. She's, she's 20. She's, she's too young. Too young. Okay. All right. Well, the waitress had no excuse. She was obviously 40. <laughs> um, okay. Key demo. The other thing in weekend wellness. So we've been kind of morphing the week in wellness into also an opportunity to answer some great listener questions that have been rolling through. Yes. And I've gotten a few in regards to Whole30. Okay. One in particular being that um, a dear listener of ours was like, I'm already bored after day five. Ooh. So I was messaging with her some tips and I was like, hey, I kind of know what I'm talking about a little after, you know, that month journey. Yeah. So I thought I would share for anybody else who might be in a similar situation also mm-hmm. shout out to the tsr whole 30 june challenge facebook group that i came across today that's and I really was like, cool i requested access to it so please uh please let me in um <laughs> good for everybody we're just here to cheer you on yeah um again i shouted out i think my main starting point yes. there's a few things okay, okay. The things to always have in your refrigerator mm-hmm. you gotta have a great olive oil. Yes. A few different types of veggies. Fact. To um, to batch roast. Ooh. Hashtag batch roast. Uh, fresh herbs. Okay. To me, that's crucial in creating a complex flavor profile that's going to keep it fresh and interesting. Me, I just went uh, Trader Joe's everything bagel seasoning every single day. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good, too. Yeah. Um, and then also... I found some fun, inspiring recipes. I shouted her out before. No crumbs left. Terry Turner. We're now friends on Instagram. We've been chatting back and forth. My congratulations. Um, seeing her recipes, she's got a great tab on her website, a whole thirty tab, and then under that is these magic elixir tabs where she does like marinated onions and garlic confit and all these fun dressings that can really just like elevate. Yeah. The veggies, salads, meats, and she does these great platters and bowls. So it's like all these different fun vegetables that you compose together. Really choose your own adventure with it. Unbelievable. And then so seeing her modality for preparing meals gave me inspiration to be like, okay, I'm going to do a protein. I'm going to have a few different fun mixed vegetables, some fresh herbs, and a fun sauce. And then you're like, your inner monologue is my favorite thing. She's cute. She's super uppity and like positive. Okay. So what we're going to do here today is. And my favorite thing to go along with that, or one of my favorite things is obviously you guys know we're such huge fans of Thrive Market. They have a new offering, which is a meat and seafood frozen, Mm. which comes everywhere from like 17 to 20 some servings. And so you're paying around upwards like in and around a hundred dollars for these orders but then they end up being like six dollars a serving right so it's that's more amazing bang for your buck and the biggest thing with whole 30 is setting yourself up for success in your refrigerator so you're not going for like that scourging for scourging that's not you a know word. what i'm, I'm mm-hmm. making it up mm-hmm. scavenging scavenging for food mm-hmm. so having all of the components in your house already so that you can then throw great things together 
bowls or platters, if you ask me. And on that Thrive tip, yeah. there's something that really helped me Do because tell. I'm not, um, my inner monologue isn't an Ina Garten. <laughs> she's like watching over me 24-7. That's, mine's like, how can we get this done in the most efficient way possible? I don't have time for this. Also, my kitchen is too small. So I got the Whole30 Pro Kit from Thrive, which is everything. The stuff. It's like, first of all, it comes with, Epic Protein has these meat bars, basically. It's like a new twist on the old classic of the protein bars. It's just like meat and nuts. Meat in a bar. And it's so good. It's like it's like yet. it's like beef jerky, but without like nitrates and all the gross shit that Sand, beef jerky has. Jerky. Yeah. But it's kind of jerky-ish okay. in that it's like dried meat. Am I making this sound delicious yet? It really is. No, it's really fucking good. And then in it is bone broth, which to me was like a staple on the Whole30. I would always have that as a side of my meal when I, if I didn't know what I was doing, Mm -hmm. if I was in a rush, I could also just like take it with me. I love a bone broth sipping on the go moment. Absolutely. And it's also while you're on Whole30, it's a really good time to work on healing your gut. Yeah, totally. Because you're not having any of those inflammatories. I will say since I've been off of it and fallen off hard with some Mexican food, I do feel my gut inflammation is like up and I'm not a fan. Not a fan of gut inflammation. So I might have to revisit. And then they have nut pods, which is this non-dairy creamer that makes you feel like you can have your delicious coffee. The hazelnut nut pod. Mm, mm, I love hazelnut. Hazelnut is such a treat. Also, oh my God, also on Thrive, not in the Whole30 starter kit, but in on Thrive, they have the Hue Kitchen chocolate bars. I haven't tried those. Uh, maybe they're paleo, not Whole30, but get them. They're fucking amazing. That's um, a good after Whole30 after Whole30 treat. treat. It will, it's like if you are used to eating real chocolate, they won't be as sweet, but once you're done with Whole30 and you buy those, they're like the sweetest, most delicious thing in the world, and they have a hazelnut one, that's why I'm talking about it. Ooh. And then also in the, in the pro kit is um, avocado oil mayonnaise, a, a Greek vinaigrette, fish sauce, cans of tuna, cans of salmon, another marinade and cooking sauce, extra virgin coconut oil, and just it's everything that you really need to have in your kitchen to elevate what you're already doing. Because something that I think can be challenging about Whole30 is feeling like you can't use your go-tos. Feeling restricted. Yeah, and if you just replace the things that aren't allowed with the things that are allowed, like an avocado oil mayonnaise or a new salad dressing, you don't feel like you're restricting yourself at all. My favorite mantra for when I was starting Whole30 that came up in one of um, Edible Spirits readings had nothing pertaining to it, but he was just doing a group reading as he does on Instagram. He said, find freedom in your restrictions. And that was the most beautiful light bulb that went off in my head and it was the day before I started and I was like okay cool great let's do that I love that so you guys you know what you can do you can head over to Thrive Market did I just say one word in like the most jumbled <laughs> way you can head over to thrivemarket.com backslash retrograde get 25% off and Ugh. a full free month on the site so whoa, whoa. my suggestion Stock up on that 25% off. Mm-hmm. See how you feel. And then you'll see how Go much money there. you'll be saving over time by using Thrive. The, the number actually repeats in my mind, and I really enjoy knowing that I'm actively saving money. It's great. So for all you people out there who don't have an Erewhon or do have an Erewhon and don't want to break your bank, just hit Try up Thrive. Out. They have all your healthy food needs. Also, let me into the TSR Whole30 Gene Challenge group on Facebook. If you don't accept her, she will not <laughs> be okay. So sad. <laughs> All right. Very excited about today's guest and today's topic. It is near and dear to our hearts, and I think a topic that we've wanted to talk about for a long time on the show. So 
near and dear to my formerly cold, dead heart because I was on the thing that we're going to talk exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> so, a little backstory. Our guest today is Vanessa Fitzgerald. Welcome. Thanks. Vanessa and I met uh, in Israel on that famed wellness trip that really was a recruit for guests for this show, I so think. So many of our guests have been from this Israel trip. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and she only went to like, I just went to recruit. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a solid recruit, I yeah, think. We you did, did well. Congratulations. Um and we've kept in touch since that. It's been two years, which is wild. That's crazy. Um, and I was perusing your Instagram about two months ago, just a light stock, as one does. And I saw you talking about how you were detoxing from Adderall. Yeah. And I just want to give some context because yeah. I think this is additionally interesting about your story is that what you do for your job is you're a holistic health coach. Yeah. Right. So coming clean about saying that you were on Adderall to begin with, I imagine was like pretty difficult. Oh yeah, very nerve wracking. I was filming myself for about four days prior to actually posting anything about it. Mm-hmm. And so you've basically, as Steph said, a whole 30 for, for Adderall detox. Yeah, that's like, what you're total. on right now. And yeah. you've been every day recounting your experience of what it's like to go off the drug. And talk to us a little bit about your experience with the drug and then also I want to get into the response about you just I'm going to call it just brave of just being so open and candid so I was put on Adderall at age 17 Mm -hmm. I'm going to age myself right now (laughs) so that is about 13 years on the drug oh no you're 30 (laughs) (laughs) so I was put on this drug because in school I would daydream a lot and then if there was a standardized test or any test for that matter I never finished the test in time right because it's boring exactly (laughs) and uh, I used to get commended all the time by teachers for like at least I looked like I was concentrating but my brain was somewhere else and so they're like we're gonna speed up Vanessa like she's just gonna give her some speed so they sent me to a psychiatrist where I sat in front of a computer basically just pushed buttons like a monkey and then walked out with this prescription that was supposed to guarantee me focus and straight A's and finishing tests on time right because that's important exactly in the long run so do you remember what you felt like when you initially took it oh yeah you do um i'll never forget the very first day i took it i actually was i took a friend's extended time release tablet she's Mm -hmm. like oh take this like xr baby yeah chemistry is gonna be so much better and i'm like really like what's it gonna do she's like no my doctor put me on it it's totally fine like if you can't focus it's for focus my heart was racing. I was sweating. I didn't eat one thing that day. Mm-hmm. I was such a nervous wreck. I was like having weird paranoid thoughts about my boyfriend who went to a high school not far away. So he drove to my school on my lunch break. Oh my God. And like, I remember sitting in the parking lot um, in his car, just like almost on the verge of tears and like picking a fight about something that wasn't actually real. And then I got to chemistry class and I was like, oh my God, chemistry is the best thing ever. (laughs) But because I was on like speed and it would constantly hit me. Um, And that night I didn't sleep one wink. Yeah. I was still like, I not like did not lay down. Yeah. And like reorganized seven drawers. Yeah. Yeah. And I did all my homework. Yeah. And homework ahead of time that was due like weeks later. And I was like, this is a magical drug. But mm-hmm. then when I actually got the prescription, I was on a much lower dose and it wasn't XR. So I didn't have these insane 
behaviors after that. Right. Right. And then you continued on it for for 13 years. So I went when I went to school um NYU in New York, I was like I obviously need this. And then when I modeled for a period of time, I thought okay, this is what, like, if I go off of it, I'm going to gain all of this weight. Mm -hmm. And it also helped me be excited on, like, photo shoots when, like, people are, like, pulling at your hair and poking at your face. So I used that, and then I eventually got out of that into a corporate job that I hated, but I was, it was going to make me the money I wanted to make in order to finish nutrition school. And I would just take it just to get up in the morning. And then at one point... And I hope this isn't triggering for people, but I would set my alarm for 5.30 a.m. every day. And then I would wake up. I would take five milligrams. And then I would set a second alarm for about like 6, 6.15. And by the time that rolled around, I was up. You know what? You are not the first person to tell me this. I actually have a couple of friends in New York. And my brother included has told me that that's something that they do. Yeah. Because they're so tired, they know that it's not going to kick in right away. Yeah, because it has to metabolize. Right. And so then I would be up and I'd be at Soul Cycle at 7 a.m. and then in the office in Midtown at 9 a.m. And yeah. I was like, that was my cycle. Morning ritual. Yeah. And then it just, I just never stopped. I was always afraid, like, what would life be like without it? Like, would I feel motivation? Would yeah. I be able to concentrate? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get, I just would hear these horror stories about people getting like super fat off of it they're like i've gained 50 pounds and i'm like oh my god right well, you know i mean i went on it in college because my friend in high school because i didn't want to study obviously did not want to be in college i was like a good student but never really like cared enough to like take i was like i want to be an artist and like that's not a thing that your jewish and italian parents let you do right so i went to adderall and then i also did it and I'll be honest about obviously I've evolved past this and I hope no one listening gets upset but like I wanted to be skinny yeah because that's what my friends in high school did and that's it worked for them they never had to eat and like obviously I know that's fucked up now yeah but once that's embedded into your consciousness that is like a real real thing totally and the funny thing is is like you know that appetite suppressant feeling kind of stopped for me anyways but in my head i was like what if this is speeding up my metabolism right and my right. metabolism will just come to a halt right if i were off of it like tiny justifications yeah. that we i remember something that made me want to go off of it and i'm curious if you kind of had this ever this moment of clarity is i went to a formal in college with the guy that i was dating and we went to like the adirondacks and we were away <laughs> <laughs> it was like a hot vacation no spot intended. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, and we went there and I had like forgotten to bring my Adderall because like why would I? I was going to a fucking dance and like going camping essentially. And I remember waking up being super hungover going outside and to smoke a cigarette and realizing that I didn't have Adderall with me. And I got this like panic. Like I was struck with fear that I couldn't exist without it. Like the people I was with wouldn't like me and I wouldn't know how to communicate. And suddenly I was like, I had that clarify, like that really clarifying moment where I was like, whoa, wait, I'm afraid to be a person? Yeah. That's a problem. So I made sure that I never ran out. So right. I would check it, but there were times, so it's a triplicate. 
uh, prescription. So, yeah, because it's like a felony. Yeah, and my doctor <laughs> in LA, like I literally go in, I'd sit there for 15 minutes <laughs> talking to him and I would leave with this prescription. Mm-hmm. And mind you, when I first went on, on it, I was also prescribed like Ambien and Xanax. I was on a whole cocktail of medication. That stuff I went off years ago because scary stuff yeah not that Adderall isn't but I somehow justified it and I would have friends go pick up my prescription and um from the pharmacy and FedEx it to me in New York right and it would be like a different friend every mm. time wow <laughs> because I was ashamed and yeah. I was like no I need this for work and then I didn't want that person to know that it was a reoccurring thing yeah yeah I, I love that you say Oy. the word ashamed because mm. I went through a really similar experience and I stopped taking Adderall two and a half years ago. Like I know the date that I decided that I wanted to live a better life. And um, there was so much shame around it. And I felt like I couldn't talk about it. Like it was a secret that I had within me that like my best friend didn't know about, my parents didn't know I mean, know I know that you took it, but I but didn't it, know that it was like wrecking you. Right. It was like, I was felt like I was slowly dying inside because I felt like I couldn't operate without it, but yet I was no longer operating on it, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, same. And um, so when I, when I saw you on Instagram of all places, just like putting it all out there, I was like, so inspired and I just I reached out to you immediately and I just wanted to yeah, I think I, it was like day three <laughs> it was just like magic is gonna happen in your life and um I hope that in this conversation people it might take away that like lonely island feeling that people that I had yeah. that I hope um no one feels because this is something that's so rampant and so much in my mind was like everyone's on it so it must be okay but it wasn't okay for me and that's what I had to come to on my own time and in my own terms and I was wondering what for you was the kind of deal breaker so it's funny because in like the wellness world which I've been pretty far submersed in for the last few years in my mind I was like nobody's on this and right except for like like it's your dirty little secret yeah like in high school and college sure people take it but like who takes this medication now and who in the wellness world or you know fitness world would take this medication and i literally would have a pillbox in my purse at all times like with them pre-broken up so i could quickly like shove it in my mouth and i would do it in like a weird secret way yeah i wonder if anybody actually Mm -hmm. noticed that so the deal breaker was They're like tic tac you're like yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> just gonna keep you up all night <laughs> bye the weird part was i have this it was it was noticing people certain people that i wanted to emulate mm-hmm. so there are certain people i know that are in my life especially one girl in particular that is just radiating at all at all times like she is so nice she really doesn't have much negativity about anything or any person we're right here vanessa right (laughs) i mean come on we know we're glowing (laughs) and she's always so happy and like so excited and everything is so wonderful even if it really isn't that wonderful and i'm just like and and stress-free and she's like she has her own company my god like how can i be like that and i I would watch her move through conflict with grace, which was something that 
was hard for me. Like I'm already like I'm a triple water sign. I'm super sensitive, but Adderall made me very reactive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there has to be the one barrier. I basically woke up one morning and I had just been dumped by another boyfriend and my career was at a like a blah. I was like, what is the one thing that I haven't changed? I've done so much work on myself. Like I've even done ayahuasca. Like I've done all this search for meaning, read every book, Um, you know, so knowledgeable about health and wellness and the brain. And the one thing I hadn't changed was this pill. Right. And so I decided like, I'm just not gonna take this Mm. today. And I wanna see what happens. Also, there were times where I'd be in situations where people would be dying laughing, and I couldn't laugh. Oh, yeah. That's the thing with... Um, You're like, this is enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I'm like, dead oh, inside. this is so that funny. Drug, yeah. because it's... So, it, like, wh- what's the point? It's to help you focus. So, it's taking, like, all of the distractions that you would have and kind of, like, dulling them. So in, as a result, everything else gets dulled too. Yeah. So your sense of humor, yeah. your ability to be goofy, mm-hmm. your ability to feel things. And I would always notice that all my energy would like be in my head, like to the point where I would get like pressure in my head. And then when I would try to like tap into my heart and feel things, I it was literally like they drew a line in my neck and there would be no communication from my heart to my mind. Oh, totally. Like, I was I studied meditation on it. Like I was straight <laughs> up trying to no, meditate on Adderall. Yeah. Like what? No, same. I read like five books on Buddhism on Adderall <laughs> because I could read so much. Like it's like your interests are still there. It's still like essentially what you would care about. Yeah. But with no like actual feeling attached to it. Right. Totally. So now you've been off of it for how long? I'm somewhere in the mid 50s. Okay. Congratulations. Amazing. That's incredible. Thank you. And I guess like we should talk about like, you know, we're sort of getting there, but the main things that you've noticed, um, I'm curious about those things because you're someone who's doing it with like a specific consciousness. And I think that's really worth talking about. So the first time I I did try to go off this this past January when I was in a relationship and uh the first week i was having panic attacks to the point where my cognitive ability would just short circuit so i would like go to hold something and i would drop it because my hand would miss the cup or the glass whoa and then i would start getting like tunnel vision i would cry for no reason just cry 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 because at first i wasn't aware that it was a serious drug withdrawal i thought it was a detox and i'm like a week later why am i having a panic attack Mm -hmm. so I decided my relationship was not doing well. I went back on it as a crutch. I was going back, New York was a big trigger for me. I was going back to New York for the first time and I was just like right back on the Adderall train. And then this past time when I was like, no, enough's enough, um, I made sure that I was educated enough and I knew how to set myself up for success. Mm -hmm. So this time I told everyone, my mother who obviously had originally sent me to the doctor to put me on it, had no idea that I was still on it. Right. And there were times I remember in my mid twenties where she would find the bottle in my bag and it would say amphetamine on it because that is the what it is, what it is. Yeah. And she would freak out. And then so I always would hide it from her after that. So I told my mom, she would freak out like you're like you're on amphetamines. Yeah. And you're like, well, you put me on them. That's what I would say. And she was like, 
this is terrible and then she would pull up articles about how bad it is and how you can die and right i'm like oh mom please i have this under control right you're like i'm only eating quarters four right. times a day <laughs> or more if right. i need to go out at night no big deal right that's the fucked up thing is when you're like breaking it up and like self i remember we would do that together we would like work and like break it's like you're just no one's regulating it no and you don't really know when you've taken too much until you're like high yeah basically yeah and i would just constantly like if i just needed a little boost i would take it so i uh i knew that i was gonna have so what happens is adderall overrides your brain's ability to produce serotonin and dopamine it basically tells your brain like take a back seat i have this covered <sighs> so when you go off of it it's almost this feeling of like nothingness you're like atrophied yeah because your brain has to relearn how to create these chemicals on its, it's like, own oh. <laughs> it's like stretching and yawning sleeping beauty right? yeah <laughs> and the adrenal glands just get completely shot yeah right so because you're overriding that ability like feeling tired for me is a new feeling I don't that afternoon crash is complete was completely foreign and I didn't realize it until I went off wow so I had to I had to tell everybody I know to hold myself accountable I knew that if I had kept this a secret and tried to do it like you said like on an island by myself I would have failed miserably and then I thought to myself if I'm struggling with this there's got to be someone I had no idea how many there's somebody else out there that is struggling with this and perhaps they'll maybe like write me and I'll feel like I have a community. Well, within the the, the first video, I had I think 800 DMs from what? people. What? And I don't even and at the time I had I think like 4,000 followers. What? That's insane. And I and and I'm talking like people also in fitness, um health practitioners saying that they're on it. Yeah. <gasps> everybody's on it like a lot of a lot of like pilates yoga spin instructors because they feel like they need to be on all the time oh this is making me sad yeah so i mean mothers women that wanted to get pregnant that were still on it um husbands writing in like a lot of different people from all across the board i had some people from overseas writing me i'm like wow this is prevalent in like the uk and one girl in dubai whoa um, You're like, I have followers in Dubai. Right? I was like, cool. you my one follower. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I just, I had to tell everybody. And then I had, I had a team of, I have some holistic practitioners lined up. Mm-hmm. One of which, which would give me some crazy tips. Like, you know, you want to stay away from, from stimulation, a lot of stimulation. So anything that boosts dopamine or serotonin, he's like, okay, caffeine, I would limit, I wouldn't do too much of it, but maybe things like chocolate. And he's like, don't have sex right now. And he's like, well, you can't orgasm. And I said, well, why not? He's like, because orgasm is a surge in dopamine and serotonin. And then I'm worried that afterwards you're just gonna crash. Right, as soon as the orgasm is done. So he said, but if you cuddle in the nude, not that I had anybody to do this with, it builds oxytocin. Oh my God, that's so cute. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So I would get like weird, don't listen to pop music, listen to classical music. It Mm. helps to build dopamine in the brain. So I was listening to classical music for a while. Interesting. Until I was like, okay, I'm ready to listen to like house again. Um, Yeah. 
and <laughs> 13 years in Adderall will make you a house music fan right. <laughs> warning yeah. right that should be on the bottle yeah. it really should. side effects may include <laughs> liking Diplo <laughs> so yeah so I uh, I was prepared for that I had like all the different supplements I wanted to try to help Mm-hmm. boost my dopamine i was really worried about not exercising so i would do a buddy system because you thought you wouldn't be motivated to exercise yeah i wouldn't mm-hmm. have the i've never exercised i've never exercised off of adderall and the wow. first time and i decided to do barry's boot camp aggressive out of all <laughs> old habits die hard <laughs> how'd that go um well i set myself up for success I knew if I met my friend there, I wouldn't go. So my friend had to actually physically come pick me up and get me. And I, it was funny. My heart was able to keep up way more than it used to be. I used to be out of breath. My heart would be beating out of my chest and I would have to stop and, and breathe more. But my body was a lot more tired. Like I wasn't as like, go, go, go. Right. So I just took it easy and it was fine. And I got over it and now I can exercise, you know, without it it took me probably the first few weeks of always planning that's dates great. to exercise with because i couldn't that's smart motivate. i think having an accountability partner yeah as with anything especially when you're making such a massive shift of something that's so, been so ingrained within your day-to-day like totally. having that person is such a gift for me i like one of the things that i did which i was so tired for like the first month like just could hardly get out of bed and I um I decided to invest in going to acupuncture every week I thought that like that obviously it's a financial investment but just commitment to myself that I would go see this person who's basically I'm checking in on my health with um it was like a a good like positive transfer of a new practice yeah and that really helped um especially just like needing to be accountable for how I felt every week and having to check in. And I think it's important to note both of what both you guys are talking about that you need someone who knows more than you Absolutely. to be guiding you on that journey. Like you had the your coach that you're talking to, you had the acupuncturist like I think it's very difficult and also somewhat dangerous to go cold turkey. Right. I think the important another if you're taking as much aspect of this conversation is that like obviously none of us are doctors right we're just talking about that this is a thing right this is something that is that people are going through and um dialoguing about it is a form of help and like if you're struggling with it and you feel like it's something that's not aligning with you call stephanie call us no (laughs) 310 no um just it's what your fear of what's on the other side is not as scary as you being on it for your entire life and missing all the wonderful things that life has to offer like you were saying and when we were took a call yet i can't talk (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Took a little CBD for my cramps, guys, and my brain scrambled. Um, <laughs> but you were saying yesterday that you noticed a change in your relationships, mm-hmm. and I think that's so interesting. Um, well, first and foremost, I've always had somewhat of a difficult relationship with my mother, mm-hmm. and we've become a lot closer since I've been off the drug. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, we all have certain relationships with our parents where maybe we get a little bit short and irritable and oh, annoyed. No. Huh? No, no, no. <laughs> uh it just really helped 
I don't know, create more of a dialogue and an honesty. And when I told my mom, I was thinking at first I was going to hide my story from her Mm. and just keep it a secret. Right. And I was like, no, I can't do that. This is like, I have to be honest. And someone's about bound to tell her mom's very active on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So I told her and she was like, I think that's a great idea. And Mm -hmm. I was shocked. And like it, it just taught me something also about like rigid expectations of how you think a situation's going to go down, even how you think going off Adderall is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about um, what what other relationship situations, have... particularly romantic. Yeah. Other than that, um, I was I'm I'm already in my head enough as it is, and I became over analytical of every relationship. I would nitpick my partners a lot. I would come home from work and they would too and they'd be exhausted like a normal person would after being up since 7 a.m. and you know working all day and I'd be like let's talk let's hang out let's go to the movies let's grind our teeth yeah right (laughs) I want to have a deep emotional connection I need to know how you're feeling about life how are you feeling about this where is this going and they literally be oh my god shut up yeah I cannot stand this and I would sabotage relationships I would sit at work at downtimes and pull articles and email the crap out of my partner about articles that I think he should read to become more self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually I really so hope he's funny. listening to this right now. Oh I'm sure he God. is. Um, like, just so that he knows that you're sorry? Yeah. <laughs> he knows I'm sorry. I've apologized so much, but... Yeah, I, have you had, like, a reflective conversation, like... Not since going off Adderall, but I was I was extremely reflective after our yeah. relationship. Yeah. But I didn't do I didn't have the correlation between Adderall and our relationship until I had two more relationships after that where I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I dated a guy who was on something called Nuvagil, which is another name for Modafinil. And Modafinil Oh, you've been hearing about this. Tell yeah. us. Dave Asprey raves about this drug he said it got it got him through wharton business school it is a prescription it's another concentration med but without the amphetamine so you don't have that it doesn't work on the dopamine and serotonin areas of your brain yeah it's very big in like the male biohacking community at the moment yes i was given a sample to try when i went off adderall by a well-known male biohacker So I was like, wait, this looks like a prescription drug when he handed it to me at the yeah. Erewhon opening. L-O-L, <laughs> goodbye. Oh, <laughs> and um, it's very much like Adderall. The thing is, when I took it, I felt very apathetic. I was so focused that if anybody went to interrupt me, I was just so irritated and irritable and things trigger me a lot when I was on Adderall, like little things where I would get super upset about it or I would get very snappy. Same thing happened that one day on Modafinil. Modafinil. Whatever that. So that guy I was dating was on Modafinil. I was on Adderall. So he was apathetic and angry and I was needy and nitpicky. And we were just like, really? (laughs) And he actually texted me the day. He's like, I took it. Because he had gone off of it. And he's like, I took the other day. And he got so angry and snappy with his family. Like, he had to call back and apologize later. And he's like, I can't take this anymore. Oh, that's good. Maybe you should start dating him again. Right? Yeah. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) And then talk about a little bit. um, I remember I messaged you when I first saw your Instagram story. And I said, what did I say to you? I mean, 
it was so amazing because when you wrote it to me that actually that day I was like yes yes and I felt it but you said to me like just like wait like your life your everything's gonna explode for you like everything's gonna open up like your life magic is just, will happen yeah magic's gonna start happening I think when you make a choice to move away from whatever old have like what is you know they always say like a shift in perspective brings a miracle right so um who's they that says that they they the, marion williamson in, of course yeah <laughs> in miracles and you know all them. of her disciples good hold at mw um and from my own experience like that was the shift that i needed to bring miracles into my life and i find myself in conversation so often it's so funny like not even trying i always end up being in a party and somebody's like i'm God, I took an Adderall and I feel weird and I'm like, interesting. And then I always have these like one-on-one conversations with people because I think it's so important to not let this one thing that might feel like a dark corner define you, but really use it as something that can empower you. Totally. I think, but not only does it block your true essence, I think that it also gives you it energetically blocks you from attracting what you want, whether it's the right partner or it's the job. Like I I would love to get married and have kids one day. And I was like, how am I gonna find my husband? And how am I gonna manifest these children if I'm on speed? Right. Like, this is not a fertile environment mm, right. for a baby. And also, it feels good to feel things when in those stages of your life and totally. it's a bit hard. And joyous. And I came off, I think, at the end of the day, as as much as it gave me this false sense of confidence, I came off as super insecure because mm-hmm. I felt insecure on it. I, I feel more, uh, I feel free. I feel more beautiful off of the drug. It just makes you like kind of like hyper nervous hyper aware of everything like analytical of others and yourself you're unable to be present i remember going to parties and like just constantly like be in conversation with somebody and looking you know around the room oh, and that's because you're in person, la right <laughs> well yeah <laughs> that too but it's true it gives you that like you know my mom when she, when i went on it she then also went on it uh on it and she would always talk about the like executive function she's like you your problem stephanie is you lack the executive function it's like i know i'm not great with stuff like that i have fucking add obviously but i'm also like an actor and in my impulses and like trying to and like trying to make my living like expressing myself so if it's like i have to kill off that person entirely when okay yes the drug makes the executive function easier but like that's also like stuff you can work on right like all the stuff that it helps you with is stuff that you can like set yourself up for like now i make a million lists and like i'm also not perfect and still learning and like that's also okay like it's not worth it to crush like you said your essence so that you can fucking like know how to file your taxes yeah i think a lot of perfectionists attract this drug and the thing with perfectionists is that we want to do it all yeah do it perfectly but we gotta delegate support yeah we live in such a fast-paced world culture that supports that that does not support our natural rhythms we talked about this in the elisa vidi episode that we had in terms of how just the work day the way it's set up and now with just the pace of everything it's like why wouldn't somebody feel attracted to wanting to take something that would elevate them and i think it's 
it's fucked up and funny that like a Dave Asprey or someone who's like in that community is like, of course they love those fucking uppers because then they can do everything and they can be these like moguls. And it's like, there are people that can do all that stuff, but they just have to learn how to follow their own rhythm like so deeply. And I think people are just very afraid of really getting that intimate with themselves. So it's so much easier to just take something that basically turns you into like the robot version of you. Yeah, by the way, modafinil is an anti-narcoleptic. I know, it's for like people who fucking fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's for people who are truly That's scary. Sick. Yeah, and like I, I read that like truck drivers take it when they have to do like cross-country drives yeah, and stay that. up. Right, that's fine. Those <laughs> yeah. people are staying up for 24 hours at a right. time. They don't have to talk to anyone or be around people. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But still, it's, I mean, maybe they shouldn't be driving for 24 hours. So 50 some days in, again, congratulations. Thanks. It's amazing. Thanks. Um, and you being a holistic health coach, what are some different like supplements or practices that you've newly latched onto or sampled that you want to share with our audience? Well, starting off, food is the foundation. So when I first started, I started going to the farmer's market and I was cooking way more than I ever had in my life. So I would prep all my own meals, lunch and dinner. I made sure that the first two weeks I was pretty much eating at home because I knew that, I mean, even when I was on Adderall, if my gut was full of like poop, basically, for lack of a better word. You can say that here. Um <laughs> We're a poop. We're a poop open community. Great, poop friendly. Good. Um, because that's all I talk about. And when you feel bogged down in your gut, your brain feels bogged down. It's horrible. And when your gut's inflamed, your brain's inflamed. So I knew that I had to eat super clean. Like mm-hmm. the less ingredients, the better. Lots of veggies and protein. Not a lot of starches. Um, definitely no sugar. And that set me up for success. And then when I wanted to start supplementing. What helps me a lot, because it helps give us extended time release effect, I don't do it every day, but I do drink a 20 ounce bulletproof coffee in the morning sometimes. And I <laughs> so much it's coffee. a lot of coffee. Oh my God. But the bulletproof, I guess, takes the edge Gentle off. Gentle baby steps. Right. Yeah. It takes <laughs> No the- judgment, but damn. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, it's like a soup. I uh, And I add collagen protein to it. And the thing is, it doesn't make me too jittery. Yeah. And then it just gives me a nice time release effect where I'm like still up at five. Yeah. Um, That was a big help at first. Rhodiola is an amazing adaptogenic... Um, herb essentially and or is it an herb or is it a root unclear th- someone will let us know right rhodiola? Um, rhodiola i think it is a root i'm actually when gonna it google it when it comes to like the adaptogens family mm-hmm. do you prefer the pill the tincture or the powder powders okay well only because i make a smoothie right and it's the easiest way like rhodiola does not taste good oh no, here we go it's an adaptogenic herb yeah but not only is it's it like a flower if it not only is it a brain booster mm. but it also helps with weight loss and energy golden root golden it's a it's a interesting yeah i think it is a root sorry i think this is an important thing to know tall fleshy oh yeah this is what it looks like oh it comes from this flower oh. it's actually really beautiful Gorge. guys um that has helped me a lot and i know with rhodiola it's important to find a certain ratio and it's th- it's three percent I don't know how to say this, rosevins and 1% salad drosai. I think that's because it's half the, the this part and half this part. Yeah. It's like they use the whole plant. 
and mm. that has helped me mm. a lot with concentration mood boost um another another i guess adaptogen is what you would call it is ashwagandha mm-hmm. has helped me a lot with stress and anxiety um and feeling blue things for focus were lion's mane and cordyceps we're on that lion's mane right now mm-hmm. cheers that four sigmatic lion's mane tonic tip yeah, Tarot gave me a nice big box of the lion's mane to help me when I first Aww, went off of... That's uh, sweet. Aww, we love him. Yeah. And that helped me a lot with the concentration. The thing is, if you do have high levels of candida, you don't want to like overdo the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only friendly mushrooms are chaga and, and reishi. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other things that you can play around with, like, like rhodiola. Um, also, eating a lot of liver helps. Grass-fed... Paleo Valley Organ Complex. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. It's so fucking good. Yeah. There you go. So like I found this great blend. It's a beef and liver blend at the farmer's market. And that's helped me incorporate more liver into my diet. So like an actual butcher situation? Yeah. And uh, they give it. It's like ground. So I Mm -hmm. would do these tacos and in like a lettuce wrap. And that really helps boost cognitive. Sorry. Boost cognitive function. Well, it's also (laughs) because Adderall. um, It hinders your body's ability to absorb b vitamins and those meats are really high in b vitamins i got i got it i dosed myself pretty high on b12 when i got off of it that's important because also it it ruins not ruins it messes with your natural circadian rhythms Mm -hmm. because your nervous system just gets all confused when you go off of it yeah so i did have some pretty bad bouts of insomnia where i'd be up till 4 a.m off of adderall which is i never thought would happen and then i'd want to sleep during the day but that's just because your autonomic nervous system gets switched because it's confused as to what's going on right and they're like i haven't been driving this thing for a while (laughs) (laughs) and how do you feel now i feel actually i don't have as many bad days um anymore Mm -hmm. i feel pretty good it's only when i don't eat well or if i drink too much um alcohol is a big trigger i have not had the experience of a hangover without adderall ever wow so i remember my first quasi hangover i didn't have adderall and honestly it's very triggering it's triggering to overeat it's triggering uh you just want to sleep all day and it's just not i really recommend when people go off adderall to not drink for you know the first 30 days if possible and then after that just to be really hyper aware because you don't Mm -hmm. have that pill to you know really get you going the next day where you're wandering around fully awake on your hangover also you can't drink as much because when i remember when i was on adderall i would literally drink like a handle of whiskey and be like functioning and if i drank that now i'd fully just die yeah Oh, yeah. I would be able to drink way more. You can drink so much because yeah. your liver is like already maxed out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you have this pill that's constantly the easy pass. Up. I mean, it's and basically there, cocaine. And there mm-hmm. is no easy pass. Like that's the, what we're told our whole lives. And um, so like all of the things you're explaining, you're like, oh, I can't drink as much. I can't like eat all this food. And I feel like shit if it's I like, do that. She's it's just like, describing being a this human. This is just life. Yeah, right? And the yeah. thing <laughs> is, is that that with with Adderall, it's it's numbing all of that. And so now it's like the you get to feel again in the good and the bad. And with that, it's like you get to know yourself. And it fully messes with your hormones, too. Right. I mean, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. But it's so incredible how open 
and uh, honest you're being about what you're experiencing. Like, it's so amazing. And I hope you feel that. I definitely do. I mean, the the amount of outreach I've had and from people that have been on it, but still don't want anybody to know that, that they were on it. Right. They've told me now they're able to laugh and they're in a successful relationship. Like they were in toxic relationships before that or jobs that they hated and their life got so much better. I have not had one person reach out. Even the ones that are like, I gained 20 pounds, best decision I've ever made in my life. Right. Right. It's and, worth it. And I, you're putting together like an Adderall detox program mm-hmm. through your experience. Yeah. So things to help manage weight gain, um, any sort of depression, anxiety, sleeplessness, energy levels. I guess my question, you know, before we wrap is um, you're talking a lot about like supplements and things to help with the physical symptoms. But, you know, I know there are people on Adderall who are doing it for like the organization aspect and like what I was saying before about the executive function. So it's like, are you, I know that my mom had sent me like a bunch of CDs about like how to do it naturally. Of course, I never listened Mm -hmm. to them. But are there certain ways that you're setting yourself up for success in that way? Or are you not someone who really worries about that? Uh, No, I do. I think that scheduling is really important. Uh, I thrive with a schedule anyways. But I, since I am a daydreamer, it'll take me longer to do things. But if I have a schedule that I have to meet, and if I'm able to set that up the day before, like this is the time I'm going to work out. This is what I'm going to, you know, dedicate to client calls. This is what I'm going to dedicate to writing up client programs. This is what I'm going to dedicate to going to see a friend. Play is a really important aspect. I think Mm. a lot of us perfectionists, we just want to like go, go, go and work, work, work. And we feel guilty if we're allowing ourselves to take a break yeah but play is so important because you need to feel happy and it also sparks creativity um stepping away from the canvas yeah it's the most important thing in completing a task i think totally especially if you're doing something creative it's like writing doesn't happen only on the page (laughs) yes girl you gotta move away from it yeah it's true reevaluate yeah and i think i don't know if it was einstein said this there's a lot of research in play i think it was einstein just say einstein Einstein. right (laughs) he said there's a lot of research in play and that's true and I think that's an important part of it. But scheduling is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will help a lot of people too going off of Adderall because if you don't schedule your day, I mean, that's when you start opening the fridge and the pantry and then you get back in bed and it just, it's very triggering. Right. Yeah. I just think like, you know, having the courage to know that you're strong enough to do it and then asking yourself to rise to the challenge. Yeah. And not being afraid. Or feeling alone like that's humongous i can't believe 800 people messaged you that's like and i'm sure more, more after that yeah. too it was it's pretty insane and I mean, have any of them gone off as a result of your sort of leading the cause oh yeah it's fun because i'll get like a hey i'm 25 days off or 10 oh. days and and then people a lot of people thank me um for some of the supplement recommendations that have helped them whether it's like with managing their weight or pooping or focusing it's things that have worked for them right um one woman sent me some free paleo bagels because her her 25 year old daughter got off from watching my videos and her mom was so happy that she sent me a bunch of these amazing 
pagels is what they call them. Wait, I want to know about that. <laughs> right? Ears yeah. just perked up. Yeah. Um, they're amazing too, and they taste just like a bagel. Paleo bagels, taking a note. Right? Called mm-hmm. the pagels. Um, so yeah, it's been amazing. That's and I so love great. it when people are like, I'm day one or I'm day ten. The magic of it all. Yeah. It really exists. And listen, I went cold turkey, but like you said, you know, I'm I'm not a doctor can you go cold turkey it's really up to the individual and how much you're on the milligram dosage are you on any other medication yeah otherwise like weaning is probably the smartest way to do it well said and also there's you know different support groups and those types of things that if if you're in that space we totally encourage that as well but consult a medical or healing professional to be your guide and companion and tell a friend yeah all right, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you Facebook. so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, where can our listeners find you? So uh, I did create a Facebook support group. Cool. And you can find it at V's Honey. Uh, was it closed group? Yeah. Elizabeth, help me. So I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, are you into Facebook? Now? I'm Facebook challenged. <laughs> so is Elizabeth. <laughs> so am I. But I was like, we, we have one. We can figure this out. Yeah. You know so, what you're doing? Someone pulled you up, and now you're pulling someone else there you up. Go. That's exactly. beautiful. You're paying it forward. So you search V's Honey Closed group. Facebook yeah. group. And then uh, you can find... I'm uploading all of my videos to YouTube. How do you all spell V's Honey? V-E-E-S-H-O-N-E-Y. Okay. And it's one word. Okay. And search that on YouTube, and you'll be able to say all 30 days. And my website, I'm launching a new website, and it's vshoney.com. And so I'll be offering detox support and programs, and I take on private clients to help them navigate through this. What were you coaching people for before this? Because this feels like your new mission, (laughs) right? Uh, Just general health coaching. Um, I have a healing-based practice. So a lot of women who are struggling with hormonal hormonal issues, I have PCOS, so things like polycystic ovaries and thyroid and weight loss, you name it. I just feel the need to note the irony and that I think that you're busier now in your career than you've ever been and have more Instagram work, computer work, YouTube work that you need to do, like quote unquote busy work that now that you're doing this without a crutch. It's really kind of the universe is... She's Funny a tricky bitch. bitch like she that, is you know? a tricky little bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I've attracted some interesting, you know, dates and it's been going on dates without it, working without it. It's all so new and exciting. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're so happy to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yes, that's a retrograde. What do you guys know about omega-3s? Hmm. Anybody taking them? Anyone curious? Anyone experiencing fishy burps perhaps i saw whitney cummings on instagram yeah being like i'm so mortified by my fish oil burp and i was like girl i got something for you i messaged her and i was like you have to try what steph and i have been using okay that's amazing max three ultra pure no fishy burps here so the reason why you're getting the fishy burps is because of the filler in your Omega products. And the thing that's really amazing about Omax 3 is that it's like 94% pure omega-3 fatty acids with none of the fillers that other brands are using. And you know how you can test that? Do tell. So if you put your omega supplement in the freezer, it will turn, or if you like have them for too long, this has happened to me because I usually keep my vitamins in the fridge. 
I, I don't know why. I don't know if that's a real thing or not that a real sounds thing. Right to me. So it's something I saw someone do one time. So I was like, I'm going to do that. Sure. Um, but if you keep other supplements in a cold environment, they'll turn cloudy because they're not pure. Mm. But and you know what? The omega three color is this like very clear it looks like prp it does look like prp i think not everything that makes you healthy is like a clear ish (laughs) urine color (laughs) um fact so that's a really fun thing that you can do and the benefits of omega-3 should we talk about those good alleviates joint pain and muscle soreness helps with focus and memory it helps boost cardiovascular health and with um, Omax, which is what we've been using lately, they recommend to do two pills a day or two two pills twice a day for thirty days. Oh, and it really. Uh, so I've I'm only like, been taking them once a day, and two, I already see the results. I'm like almost two weeks in on it and living. I do it. notice an enhanced ability to concentrate, and obviously with the theme of that show, we're not mad at that effect it's so true so omega-3s tackle inflammation in your body and that's basically what makes it function at a higher level so head over to tryomax.com slash retrograde and you guys will get a box of omega of omega-3 omax 3 ultra pure for free whoa and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee if you order so you have plenty of time to try it and Feel the difference of Omax, and there's no way that you're going to want to return it because it is so potent and so wonderful for your system. So good. Can we talk about the compression socks also? That oh my they God, sell on yes. What are those? I love them. I have no idea. They're like but the I'm geekiest thing ever. Same. <laughs> you know, we, we've talked about our love for decorative socks before, and a compression sock just like brings it to a whole new level. It took my hike to a 10. Love it. So thanks for that. Amazing. <laughs> Again, that is tryomax.com slash retrograde. And you get a box of Omax 3 Ultra Pure. For free. Amazing. Bye. Roses and thorns. Never sounded better. Ooh, I love our voices. <laughs> um, so what's rosy about your day, Elizabeth? Oh my gosh. I had... A, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Really had a, a tale of a thorn turned to rose recently. Oh. And it has to do with the continuing uh-huh. of the home redo, which you've seen. Looks really Thoughts, good. Feelings. I, th- I think you're a real lady baby now. I'm a lady baby now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All we could ever ask for at age 33. Totally. So I mean, um, I'm still 32. Why don't you just slow down a little bit? Thank you. Well, as someone older, let me just tell you <laughs> that once you hit 33, it's all about being a lady baby. Okay? So, um, so glad I have you to guide me into my adulthood. <laughs> so um, it was very interesting. I know I spoke recently. I was like, hey, I found out that via the contract of my rental agreement i'm allowed to have my apartment painted it's supposed to be painted every few years or whatever sure so much to my excitement Mm -hmm. my landlord agreed to have my apartment painted wonderful so your landlord's medium-sized hot by the way mm, disagree well because you've talked about him in a way that i was like this guy's gonna be a monster and then he was in the house and i was like i mean not no (laughs) (laughs) he's like setting up mousetraps i'm like do you want to come over to my house (laughs) lol well i have like personal disdain no i get it i can't see it that way if i saw him walking down the street i wouldn't like it the mousetraps the the mousetraps in the confined space so intimate so intimate (laughs) so 
the <laughs> painter, of course, as one does, he quoted my landlord one quote for it, and we would say it would take two days, whatever. I was like, okay, that seems kind of like a lot of work to get done in two days with one person, but like, it's your job. I'm not going to say anything. I don't know what kind of like Mario and Luigi special <laughs> strength you have. Yeah. So like he didn't finish. Okay. Left supplies there, like the whole thing. And I got back to the place and I was like, hey, like, cool. Uh, when are you coming back? Because it's not done. Like, yeah. It's, like maybe two thirds done. Right. Like the seat, like it just was a whole thing. And, and how long was he gone for? Oh, so, okay. So I talked to my landlord and I was like, hey. Um, but what was the space in between like him not being there? Three weeks. That's so long. That's so long. So like just things when you're getting your house painted, like everything has to come out of every crevice. It's a right. whole journey. And I uh, so I texted my landlord and I was like, hey, um, it's not done. Like here's pictures. And then he was like, as far as I'm concerned, it's done. Okay. What? And then he's like, I was no longer hot. <laughs> no longer hot. You bitch. And I was like, okay. And then he just stopped returning my calls, my texts, and my emails for three weeks. Well, if and this is I, how he is as a landlord, I can't exactly, imagine how he is as a boyfriend. <laughs> I was exactly not boyfriend material. No. I was fuming. Yeah. I was stewing. Yeah. I just like could not. I did not know where to go. I was like, do I send an angry email? Because, But then I don't think it's going to, that won't help There's anything. one thing I know about you. It's that you love a strongly worded email. Love a strongly worded email. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. So I just was kind of debating on how, what like, the, it was week three. I yeah. hadn't heard anything. Yeah. Things are not on the walls yet. It just was. You're like, should I roll this paint Yeah, on? like, am I going to do it myself? What needs to get done? This It's time to, like, keep the train going. Right. And so I was talking to our awesome feng shui person she's going to be on the show and she's coming to my house she's on friday house. and she's i'm so excited so, so cool her name is megan wallace james so she was checking in and just like hey how's it going i had some mirror placement questions you know the casual feng shui conversations as we all have sure and so i explained she goes how's the painting going and i was like uh, told her the whole thing she goes okay this is going to sound kind of wacky wacky a little kooky yeah okay but tr go with me she goes you write a note of gratitude to the painter and to your landlord, thanking him for completing the task and um, put it in your attraction bagua, which um, if you're familiar with Western feng shui, there's <laughs> baguas, which are like the different sectors of your house that all are have Are you guys it. familiar with Western feng shui? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not, you will be because we're going to do an episode soon. Yes. So um, and sent and post that thing you sent me that it was really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. So um she goes and put it between two pieces of metal mm -hmm. um, because each bagua has an element that it goes with. So right. sat down, wrote wrote two notes, folded it up, put it in between two silver platters. I was like, I don't know if this is metal. Who LOL, knows? Who put has it that? in the area. Who knows? <laughs> and um, this is after three works, three weeks of hearing nothing. Radio silent. No, like no return of calls. No yeah. return of emails. Nothing. Yeah. Three days after I did that, I got a text from the painter who's like, hey, can I come tomorrow? What? Out of the blue. That's bananas. I almost shit my pants. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. It's magic. Magic? Why not? Yes. That's the mantra. It's always coming back to that. Yes. I cast a spell. It worked. Wow. I know. It worked. It worked. I am, it worked. I am now writing letters, putting them in my attraction bagua <laughs> for the rest of time. <laughs> 
I love that story. Congratulations on getting your house painted. Thank you. Now it looks wonderful. It really does. Wow, that is very rosy. Really rosy, really wild. Cool. Practical magic, honey. You know it. Work Just it. call me Nicole Kidman. Okay. You can be Sandra Bullock. Okay. Okay. I'm into okay. that. <laughs> um, is that the whole rose? That's I mean, that's a huge thorn rose. turned rose. Beautiful. Turned bouquet. Beautiful. So I have a rose um, that is based on one of our... Yours is based on one of our future guests. Mine is based on one of our past guests. Um, I don't know if you guys recall the episode that we did with lovely couple and uh, metaphysical explorers and spiritual seekers, uh, London Angel Winters and Justin Patrick Pierce. Which, best names on the planet. It's so true. They're... I was actually thinking about that today when I was reading the book and reading their bio. I'm just like, I think they just like had to be together because both their names right. are just like so strong. And you know, Falcon and I love a middle name. Oh, inclusion. we do. <laughs> um, anyways, they wrote a book together based on their experience as a couple, based on their stud- continued spiritual studies. Um, and it's called The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love. Mm. And I got it. And I tend to be a little bit resistant to this kind of material um i like to fall on my face a million times by myself before i ask for help it's kind of the way i do life um but it was on my kitchen table this morning and i was just like you know what? i'm gonna crack this open and look at it and within the first four pages i was crying because it was singing the song in my fucking heart so i would just like to read page xix Please. That's in the forward. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I made it to the forward and I'm crying. Um, because I, yeah. <laughs> page three, <laughs> I think I got all I need from book this crack. book. <laughs> I once, there was, I once had this friend who was a comic who was like, not that intelligent, but sort of like favored himself intelligent. And he was like, I have this theory about reading where it's like, you just read up into the point where it gives you what you think you needed and then you stop reading. Much like podcasts. And I was like, wait, so you just like stop reading books like midway through? He's like, all the time. I'm like, you're like half baked, 100% half baked. Thought that was the word. Anyways, here's the forward. A message to the awakened woman. Justin and I wrote this book for the awakened woman, a woman who is understanding life on new terms, who has achieved the same things men are used to achieving, but might feel unmet by career alone and longs for deeper love. She may even feel at odds with herself. One part of her, the purpose-driven part, has been totally liberated and loves that nothing is stopping her from creating anything she wants. But her heart stands divided because the other part of her, the love-driven part, stares at the ceiling at night crying for more. It longs to be cherished, cherished, seen, and claimed. This book is for the next generation of women who are stepping into sharing their power with men. These women have a choice. They'll either model patriarchal trends of ruling, disembodied, and dominating, or they will create something we've never seen before, where the tenderness which lives in every woman's heart becomes the thing that makes the difference. The awakened woman cannot cut herself off from her body. Her heart won't let her. So she awakens through love. She calls in a deep man who opens her more than she can open herself. He peels back her layers, helping her find divine surrender, giving her the ability to tune more clearly into the wisdom that lies within her than she could do on her own she goes back into her power position the next day wide open and connected to the divine and creates something the world has never seen goals super goals like beyond goals because i find that you know myself and a lot of our friends and we have all these different conversations and we're struggling with how to be in the power but also be in the surrender and like i think that when we are so career driven and focused it can be difficult to 
admit that we want the other part. For me, that's been really challenging. Absolutely. It's like, I'm so like headstrong in this way. And then when I go to be over here, I'm like the same way and it doesn't translate. And so I'm hoping this book helps me soften my heart and call in my deep man who's going to connect me to divine love and good fucking. Hey, hey. <laughs> you hear that, universe? You guys heard? Secret HQ, you got that? You're in, but yeah, so check it out. It's called um, uh, Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love. And they're just such amazing people. And it's a workbook as well. So you read Ooh. and then you do little journaling exercises. A writing prompt. You know, I love, love that. Love it. And then that kind of guides you into like the next... That's so Part great. I can't book. wait to read it. Yeah, it's beautiful. That sounds fab. I can't wait to Maybe hear about it. Maybe we can do a giveaway. I would love that. I'll text him and ask him All that. Right. Stay tuned. We on text that, our though. guests, you guys. Um, <laughs> I also want to shout out a project we talked about last week that I've like continuing on the journey with that I love that is such a rose. Okay. This banisher. Oh, right. It's a micro needler, like an at home one. Obviously, mm -hmm. micro needling. Um, treatments can cost so much money. Mm -hmm. Love a treatment, but also I'm a gal on a budge. Love a treatment, love a budget. So what it does is it's a little roller that has tiny needles in it that poke, like, not needles, but like little needle-esque. Yeah, it's plastic. Thingies, yeah. That poke tiny holes in the skin that trigger collagen repair. And then also they make it easier for the products to get more deeply absorbed right. into your face. Right, so Banish has this uh, vitamin C serum, which mm -hmm. we were talking about, is so great for banishing mm -hmm. acne scars and and enlivening the exactly. skin exactly and i'm so into it and i talked about this before but i've been through in my prp on top of it oh. i don't even know if this is okay but yeah I'll, i'm sure it's fine i'll get back to you yeah i have to ask dr brian if it's still okay to use the prp because i had so much there's still some okay in my now you're just rubbing it in <laughs> i love the microneedling tool the banisher but it's also really difficult for me because i have like very active sinuses because I'm so allergic to life. Mm. And so every time I roll on my sinuses, it's like a race against the sneezing clock. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is interesting. really interesting. Um, but I love it because right when I'm done, I don't care. I move through it. I get that like rosy glow from the from what's happening in my skin. And I can like just see myself looking younger and fresher. Yeah. And if you head over to banish.com, use code retrograde, you get $10 off anything on the site with a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not into it. So go over there, start banishing, start vitamin Cing. It's a rose. We 100. love it. We love it. We love it. What a fab show. We love it. Uh, What's that from? We love it. It's a song. Oh. We love it. Write us in. Tell us what is in my head. Oh my God. Here's a new game. Head. What's in Steph's head? <laughs> <laughs> that journey. Um... Oh my gosh, now that's going to bug me, but we I love totally it. know what it is. We're going to think of it We're in five think minutes. Of it. Anyways, we love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much to Vanessa. What an amazing conversation. I'm actually just so proud of this episode. Good. And I hope that um, it resonated with somebody and we'd love to hear your feedback. So mm, shoot if, us a line. If not, I'll be around to uh, snort some Adderall with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Namaste away from Adderall. Uh, yes, please. And also, if you enjoyed this program, do us a solid. Leave a review on iTunes because that is beautiful currency in the world of podcasting. They love it. They love it. Um, they and love again, it. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Falcon. And uh, namaste listening. Goodbye. We love you. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Thrive Market. Oh, thank you. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde to get your first month free and 
25% off your first order. I know. Okay, just a side note, you figured out what I love it is. It's from Chris Jenner's I Love My Friends. I love my friends. She loves it. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde.